You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Stephen Simcox here. I'm your host. And appreciate you joining me today. It is Wednesday, December 2nd. TCU football. We got some news. We got some TCU basketball notes that I want to get to. We're also going to go around the Big 12 today. So, uh, to break down how the show's going to work in segment one here, had some breaking news on the football front, a scheduling update. Also, we'll get into uh, women's basketball has a big game tonight against Iowa State. Big 12 opener. Iowa State's ranked 23rd in the country, so we'll discuss that. And then finally, in our last segment, um, we'll, or excuse me, our second segment today, we'll go around the Big 12, we'll look at some of the results from last week, and we'll also talk about the hot seat that Tom Herman is under and the latest regarding uh, maybe Texas trying to woo Urban Meyer out of the television seat and back onto the sidelines. And in our final segment today, uh, Gary Patterson has press conference today, and he said they're going to get a lot of guys back this week from various injuries or some contact tracing issues. He didn't specify who, but it sounds like they'll have a lot more people suited up on uh, on Saturday against Oklahoma State. And he made some comments about the offense that kind of have me concerned. Now, it might just be Gary talking to the public, but I, I was curious as to what he was getting at with these comments he made today in his weekly press conference. But we'll start – with breaking news on the TCU football front, uh, Tuesday afternoon, Jeremiah Donati, the TCU AD, put out a statement um, along with uh, the SMU Director of Athletics, Rick Hart. And no, it's not what you think. TCU is going to add a 10th game, but it's not going to be against SMU. Um, it's going to be against Louisiana Tech. Jeremiah Donati put out a statement that said, we very much appreciate Louisiana Tech. Athletic Director Eric Wood and Head Coach Skip Holtz for helping make this game possible. We wanted to deliver, as promised, a 10th game to our student-athletes. They deserve the opportunity to take the field one more time in AMG Carter Stadium. I'm excited for the team, for our fans, and to close out the home schedule with a night game. And TCU and SMU put out a joint statement um, basically saying, but for reasons outside their control, they could not schedule a game for December 12th. Apparently what happened is SMU was told by the American Conference to keep the December 12th date open because there might be a makeup game scheduled for that day. So they could not commit to a game with TCU on December 12th. So the Frogs go ahead and get La Tech and fill out that regular season schedule. So they'll play Louisiana Tech um, on December 12th at 6 o'clock. So it's going to be a night game in the Carter. Uh, I'll break down Louisiana Tech um, – later on because we still got, you know, a week plus before the game. But they went into the season with some pretty high expectations. It has not gone as planned. They're 4-3 and three on the year, and they actually haven't played a game since October 31st because of um, some COVID issues and games getting postponed. They're going to play UNT on Thursday, a couple days, actually. Well, you're listening to this on Wednesday. So they're going to play UNT tomorrow night, and then they'll get ready for that TCU game. But LaTeX uh, hovering around 500. I think they'll probably beat UNT, so they'll probably roll into next week at five and three, and uh, another chance to see the frogs on the field. 
hopefully a chance for them to either get to five and five or if they can find a way to beat Oklahoma State this week, uh, potentially six and four going into the postseason and the bowl season. So I'm happy for the guys. I mean, the main thing is you're going to get another game for the guys to play, which is always good and is always exciting. So Lawsack and TCU are going to play December 12th uh, at 6 o'clock in the Carter. Tonight, uh, women's basketball, TCU is going to play Iowa State. And Iowa State's ranked 23rd in the country. And this is uh, sort of an important game early in the season for the Cyclones. So they're 1-1 one one on the year. They beat Omaha 69-43. to And they fell to South Dakota State 76-69 to on Saturday. And you might say to yourself, well, uh, that's not good. That doesn't sound like the 23rd-ranked team in the country. But South Dakota State has a really good women's basketball program, and they're typically in the tournament. So I'd say that's a surprising loss, but um, I-, I wouldn't say that it's, it's necessarily shocking. South Dakota State is pretty solid. Um, Iowa State has a really good guard named Ashley Jones. She had 25 points in their season opener against Omaha, and she had 36 points in their game um, against South Dakota in that loss. So she can score. She can shoot the three. She can break people down off the bounce. That's going to be an important matchup. And you hope that the TCU offense can get more of a rhythm. Um, you know, Lauren Hurd has obviously been really good for the Frogs since the season started. And they have some returners like Yummy Morris, who's played well also. But um, – it seems like a lot of their offense has come off their defense so far. You know, getting a steal, getting to the rim, making the plays. Um, when they press, they they it feels like they're in a much better rhythm. So you'd like to see some players come back, like Michelle Berry, step up and make some plays. And they have the JUCO transfer, uh, Caroline Germain, who's originally from France, and she was the most hyped newcomer coming into this season. She played at South Plains College um, on the JUCO level for a couple years, and now she's here in Fort Worth. And you've seen some flashes from her. Uh, She can score a little bit. She's a great passer. She plays good defense. But you'd like to see her get out there and and score some more points and take some of the uh, pressure off Lauren Hurd. She had nine points against the current at Word, but only three points against Central Arkansas and was one of five from the field. So if someone can step up and kind of help Lauren Hurd out, that would make this team a lot more dangerous. But a, uh, a big test here on Wednesday night as they are thrown right in the fire in Big 12 play and play Iowa State. And uh, that game is – it tips off at 6.30. It's in Fort Worth, and it's also on ESPN Plus and the radio broadcast on KTCU. So check out the women's basketball team tonight if you haven't had a chance to yet. They're a fun group, and Reagan Peasley's squad always plays hard. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get into some Big 12 action. I'll let you know how some Big 12 teams did this week. And we'll talk about uh, Tom Herman and the hot seat that he's on in Austin. We'll do that next right here on Locked on Horn Frogs. But before we get into that, I want to tell you about Coors Light. Coors Light is the beer that's made to chill. It's the beverage that is perfect for that uninterrupted me time. However rarely it is that you actually get that that chance to unwind and reset. When you do get that opportunity, make sure you grab a cold Coors Light. I was uh, watching some some basketball tonight, just sort of flipping around, looking at the college basketball scene before I started recording, and I had a Coors Light in my hand. I was trying to relax and unwind. It's the one I reach for 
when I want to chill. Uh, it's cold lager. It's cold brewed. It's literally the beer that's made to chill. So when you uh, want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill, and you can get Coors Light sent straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Again, that's get.coorslight.com. If you don't want to get out and go to the store, you can get it sent straight to your house at get.coorslight.com. Please always remember to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's also talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the most delicious protein bar ever. And I, I tell you about this frequently, but if you're sitting there like, man, I, I don't really know um, if I want to try Built Bar. I'm not really a protein bar person. Well, check out this offer. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order or your first order. So if you want to give it a try, use that promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com and get 20% off uh, your order. They have some new flavors like caramel brownie cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake. They also have some original flavors, and some of them that I love are German chocolate peanut butter. Um, that new flavor cookies and cream is great as well. And if you're worried about, well, is this healthy for you? Is it good? It's great for you. It's only 180 calories. It fits in the uh, the keto diet if, if you're on that right now. It's only a few carbs, a few grams of sugar. Check out Built Bar today. Again, that's a Welcome back to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily P- TCU podcast. PCU? That's not the that's not the right thing. Your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox. Uh, I'm your host, even though apparently I can't talk today. But they still let me do this, which is uh, cool or unfortunate, I guess, depending on your perspective. But talking some Big 12 football, um, either tomorrow or Friday, I'm working on getting an Oklahoma State writer on to preview the upcoming game on Saturday. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to have that for you later in the week and of course on Thursday and Friday we'll dig deeper into this matchup and just let you know um, what the keys are going to be to this game Oklahoma State has that great offense and how do you slow that down um, that's going to be a huge key in this one and the pokes better than uh, normal on the defensive side of the ball they they have a pretty salty defense you wouldn't know that though by uh, the way that tech game played out and that's what we'll do right now is we'll talk to the big 12 conference We'll look around the league. So, first, this Oklahoma State Tech game was just absolutely insane. And Tech actually had a 24-21 to lead about midway through the third quarter. Alan Bowman was having a nice game. Um, they were also really effective on the ground. Texas Tech was. Uh, Sherodrick Thompson had 133 yards rushing. But they take that 24-21 to lead and then – Tech tries an onside kick, which I don't hate that call. I mean, if Matt Wells gets it, obviously it looks like a genius. You have some momentum. You're trying to steal a possession. Um, you know, you're on the road in Stillwater trying to pull an upset. This is a game that, that doesn't mean a whole lot for you as far as you know, it's not going to make a huge difference in how you finish in the conference. It's really just about sort of making a statement win. But they totally botched the execution of it. Oklahoma State picks up the onside kick takes it for a touchdown, and immediately you give the lead back up. And then on the ensuing drive, uh, Tech starts moving the ball a little bit, and then Alan Bowman throws a pick six. And all of a sudden you're down uh, by 11 points in the span of about what felt like five or six plays. It might have been a little more than that, but it was only a couple minutes off the clock, and they found themselves in a hole. Now Tech was able to sort of match score for score down the stretch and make that a closer game. But ultimately, Oklahoma State prevails 50-44 to in what was a wild one in Stillwater. So I think it's encouraging from a TCU standpoint 
that this Oklahoma State defense has been pretty solid all year, and Tech was able to move the ball offensively. They were able to run the ball effectively, but they also did some pretty impressive things through the air, and I just don't know if TCU can do that. I mean, I hope they can, but what we've seen the last few weeks from the Frogs, it, it doesn't look super promising. Um, Baylor takes down Kansas State 32-31, to and K-State's now 4-5 and five on the year. They've really fallen on hard times the last few weeks. They won those first two games with Will Howard, and one of them was against TCU in Fort Worth. And, man, I hate to – I hate to harp on it too much. I know just about every team in the league and and most teams around the country drop one game a year that they probably shouldn't or that is super frustrating. But, man, alive. Losing that K-State game just hurts me because that was a a winnable football game for TCU and they just couldn't find a way to muster enough points to get it done. But I was shocked that Baylor was able to score that much on a K-State defense that's been effective. One of those touchdowns. Um, was after an interception that set them up in in striking distance. They were in the red zone to start that drive, so that was helpful. But Charlie Brewer uh, was effective on the ground. He also made some plays through the air and engineered a drive late to set John Mayers up for a field goal as time expired, and Baylor uh, finally gets another victory. They started the year 0-1, lost five straight. They're now 2-5 and on the year. Um, Dave Aranda's first year in Waco is not going well. And I know TCU fans are, uh, are have no sympathy for them. I know they're pretty happy about how it's going. And, hey, it, it, it's fun when your rival is struggling, and they definitely are. But they found a way to get a victory against Kansas State on Saturday at home. And, finally, Iowa State takes down Texas 23-20. to It was a game that the Horns were in control of pretty much throughout. Uh, they get the ball back with about four minutes left, and they're up 20-16. to And instead of running the ball three times or even twice and then – maybe passing on third down. Horns decide to pass on second and six. It's incomplete, and then they had to pass on third and six and complete again. They punt. Iowa State scores, and Sam Ellinger took a very ill-advised sack um, when they were in field goal range, and Cameron Dicker came out there to attempt a 57-yarder, and he had enough leg on it, but he just put it wide left, and Texas loses. So – that essentially eliminates the Longhorns from Big 12 title contention. And Iowa State are now 7-1 and in Big 12 play this year. And if they can find a way to beat West Virginia this week, we'll be right there in the middle of the, uh, of the Big 12 championship game. And the heat's been turned up on Tom Herman. Uh, rumor is that there are discussions about his job status. And in true Texas fashion, the guy they want to replace him and they're trying to go get is Urban Meyer. I saw on uh, Horns 247 that Chip Brown saying the latest with Urban Meyer is he's still deciding if he wants to come out of the TV booth and get back on the sidelines. So it, it'll be interesting. You know, Chris Del Conte is a pretty patient, conservative athletic director in the past, but obviously at TCU he wasn't dealing with the boosters he was at Texas. Um Herman was supposed to be the savior. He's not. They still have a player development problem. If you go get Urban Meyer, I mean, as much as we like to cap on the horns and clown on them, uh, that's a home run hire. Like, there's no way around it. That would be just an amazing coup to get Urban Meyer off TV and in at Texas. Um, and I'm hoping it doesn't happen as a TCU fan. But that possibility is there, and they're going to try to get it done. So Urban Meyer possibly to Texas. We'll see how that goes. Um, but that's the latest 
in Big 12 football. Coming up next, we'll talk uh, Gary Patterson's press conference today. We'll sort of see what he said about the offense and some concerns I have after hearing his recent comments. And we'll do that next here on Locked on Horn Frogs. All right, Locked on Horn Frogs, final segment. Uh, Steven Simcox back here with you. And please don't forget to subscribe. Um, you know, I tell you about it a lot, but it's just convenient because it downloads the podcast right to your phone. So whether you're driving in the mornings or you're going to the gym, um, whatever it might be, headed to work, you can listen to Locked on Horn Frogs on the way. And if you listen on Apple Podcast, um, I'd appreciate some feedback. So you can either rate and review the show on the Apple Podcast app, or you can tweet at me, um, at Simcox Stevens, my personal account, and then at Locked on TCU is the show account. And I tweet the show from those two accounts every single day. So if you don't subscribe or you miss something, then you can always go back to uh, those Twitters and find it. And I, I don't mind, and I appreciate constructive criticism or feedback. Um, you know, been doing this for a little while and would love uh, any feedback you have on, on the show itself. But here on Locked on Horn Frogs, final segment today. Tomorrow we'll preview this Oklahoma State game more closely. But it's Wednesday, and on Tuesday, Gary Patterson has his weekly press conference. And he said some things on Tuesday that made me sort of concerned for this program and what they're going to do in the offseason. Now, I'll preface this by saying he, he seems to be talking specifically about the Kansas game. And he was making the point, you know, most fans, or I imagine most fans, I, I don't want to come on here and pretend like I'm speaking for everybody, but from what I could tell, it seems like people were frustrated. I'm frustrated that they're not passing the ball more. Max Duggan had a hilarious stat line of 3 for 11, for 96 yards and three touchdowns. And Gary said on that front, I don't think we got a chance to do what we want to do. That's a quote from him directly. Everybody is about how you should win. and This is what you should do. No, there's a lot of other points that go into playing a game and finding a way to win. How do you get out of the ball game in three hours, keep your team as healthy as you can be, and do the things you need to do? So they were down to less than 50 scholarship players on Friday. And essentially he's saying, hey, I did this because we need to get out of the game healthy. We needed to win that game, um, win convincingly, get the game over with quickly, and, and keep everybody upright. Well, I understand that, but this is what they've been doing for weeks. I mean, maybe not to this extent, but my goodness, I mean – they run the ball every week, and they don't throw it, and they haven't thrown it um, really since the bye week, since that K-State game. They've just committed to running the ball, trying to get an early lead, and sitting on it. And it's worked against, you know, Tech and Baylor and um, Kansas, teams that we feel like, and based on the scores of those games, are inferior to TCU. But against West Virginia – and we'll see about uh, Oklahoma State. But against West Virginia and Oklahoma, they were completely outmatched because they were so one-dimensional on offense. And the defense couldn't hold up and shut those teams down all game long. So I just don't want this to become 
an excuse session for the offense. He went on to say, let's just take Max, for instance. We didn't have spring ball. He's going into a true sophomore season. Then he basically misses a month and a half to two months of practice while we're all practicing. Okay, that's all fair. But wh- why did they have a change midseason? Because the first couple games, like, I totally understand that about Max. He did not get a chance to develop his game in the offseason. No spring ball, and then he had the heart condition, and I am really – I'm, first of all, just happy that he's okay and that he's cleared to play football again. But I'm happy for Max that, you know, he's functioning well and he's playing football and I enjoy watching him play. But if, you know, you're telling me that they can't do what they want to do passing the football because of the offseason, well, then why were you throwing the ball around the yard in the second half against Iowa State? Why were you throwing the ball effectively against Texas? Like, what changed between then and now that has made them so conservative in their play calling. And I hope that Gary doesn't look at the end of this year, whether they finish four and six or reel off three straight wins here, you know, win against Oklahoma State, beat La Tech, and then win a bowl game and finish seven and four. I really hope that Gary doesn't look at this offense and look at his offensive staff and just say, well, you know what? We didn't get spring ball. It was a weird season with the pandemic. Max didn't get to develop over the offseason. He got banged up during the year because of his past work offensive line. Uh, We lost a lot of people due to COVID and injuries. So I can't really fairly evaluate what we're doing, and, and we don't need to make any changes on this offensive staff. I hope that's not the case. And I I really, I I trust Gary enough that he'll look at this and say, man, we got to make something change. But these comments concern me because it it sort of sounds to me like they're making excuses as to why they're doing what they're doing, why they haven't been effective throwing the football. And that strikes me as concerning because I don't want them to look at the end of this year and just say, well... (laughs) You know, we couldn't really do anything because we were so shorthanded and we should just roll the ball out there and, and stay the course with the group we have. Um, now, it's worth noting, they're going to get 14 guys back this week. He did not specify who, but they're going to get 14 guys back from either contact tracing or injury. So it should be a much more well-rounded and full roster going into Saturday against Oklahoma State, and you hope that that leads to better results in that game 11 a.m. on Saturday. We'll get into that matchup more. Uh, on Thursday and Friday, and we'll also recap what happens tonight with TCU women's basketball and their game against Iowa State. Good luck to Reagan Peebley and her squad as they take on the number 23 team in the country in the Clones. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Stephen Simcox, and this is Locked on Horn Frogs.